Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, an exploration in leadership development. I'm your host, Brad Knowles. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, and today we're talking about money. Now, last week we talked about investing, and one of the things I realized was we really need to go a little bit further back for a lot of us before we really get into the investing conversation. I would say it's at least the 80-20 rule. 80% of the business owners that I come across still don't do a couple of basic things, like have a household budget. And because a lot of the people we work with are smaller business owners, their household budget has a direct impact on the budget of their business. The two, even if they're not co-mingling funds or, you know, robbing from Peter to pay Paul kind of a thing, they're still very closely interacting. And it is often the lack of a budget on the home front that can lead to some detrimental stuff on the work front. For example, you know, somebody goes out and they just got to have that freaking car, man. They got to have it. So they pick up that $900 a month car payment, which their business is not prepared to afford. So now they're not reinvesting in areas of their business where they should be. Maybe they're not spending those marketing dollars now. And they don't feel the pain today because their pipeline of business in the short term is looking great. But the marketing dollars today is business perhaps six months from now, 12 months from now, or even further out. Right. So if we start bleeding that out of our business today, we're going to pay the price for it. We are down the road. And the reality is all of that happened because why? Not because the business did anything wrong, but because we weren't living responsibly on the personal side of the budget. Now, I know this is going to have me come across as like a grumpy old dad. Okay. I get that. But for a lot of us, This is the conversation that we need to have. No one is going to take responsibility for your spending other than you. You've got to rein that in. And here's one of the things we've got to know. You're not going to, well, I'll put it to you this way. You can't outrun your fork. If you're trying to lose weight, just increasing the exercise is not going to get you there if your eating is out of control. It's just not going to get you there. You cannot outrun what the damage your fork can do. Your income will not outrun your spending as a percentage of your income. If you currently spend 103% of your income, when your income goes up 10% or 20%, you will still be spending 103%, if not more, of your income especially if you don't use a budget, right? We're just spending everything that's coming in. I remember when I first moved out to California, this is years ago, that it became a bit of a surprise to me, a bit of a shock to me, that most people that I met out there only had a checking account. They didn't even have a savings account. There was no expectation that they would ever save money. Now, To some extent, where we live now in New England is a relatively liberal area. But we have this like underlying 
like Yankee financial mentality, which is that kind of the stuff that your grandmother and grandfather used to preach of like save for a rainy day, you know, put some money away. That's what we need to do. We need to do it on the personal front to start. If we don't fix it on the personal front, diving into the P&L of your business isn't suddenly going to fix anything either. So a couple of resources on this, and I give it to you from both sides of the perspective. Uh, Dave Ramsey on the conservative side of the political respect perspective, great resource when it comes to personal spending, personal finances. Um, my wife and I have definitely read a lot of his material, have gleaned a lot of great information from it. Um, and definitely a good resource. Let's go to the other end of the political spectrum. Elizabeth Warren and her daughter wrote a book called All Your Worth. That is also a great book. And here's the thing that they both say. Money works how money works. It ain't a Democrat or Republican thing. It's not a right-left thing. People who have money understand that money works how money works. You must spend less then you earn. If you want to get ahead, if you want to save money, if you want to be able to do any of the investing that we talked about on last week's podcast, you got to figure out how to live on less than what you earn. And for the vast majority of you listening to this podcast, you already earn enough. It's not about earning more. You're already making enough money. To be in the top 1% of income earners in the world, you need to earn $32,000 a year. So if you're listening to this and you earn more than $32,000 a year, understand you are in the 1%. It's a huge percentage of the population in the United States. We are freaking blessed. So if you're broke here now, 2019, with an economy that's been out of control, growing great, no sign of turning back kind of economy for 10 years straight, and you're somehow not making it, you probably have a spending problem. No one's going to fix that but you. It starts with a budget. I would encourage you to do a baseline of 50% of your income goes to your musts. You don't spend more than 50% on your transportation, your housing, your food, clothing, that kind of stuff. And then you set aside about 20% for savings. I'm a big fan, big advocate of giving away 10%. If you're not religious, that doesn't mean you can't give it away, right? Find ways to give back. That leaves about 20% just for funny money. To go have pizza, to go out to a movie. If you start living into basic parameters like that, 50%, 20%, 20%, 10%, you will find that life gets easier. Stress starts to diminish. When do people get stressed out? When do they become miserable? When they spend more than they make. And it doesn't have to be 103%. If your musts constitute 80, 90% of your income, it's going to feel the same. And for a lot of us, it's because of choices that we've made, like we own too much house than we can really afford. We've got car payments for cars that we can't really afford. And maybe we own those cars because we want to impress other people. We're miserable because we bought a car, so we're trying to impress somebody we don't even know. Really? That's the genius mentality we have about money. We have to have a personal budget. 
Then, once we get our spending in line on the home front, now we can start looking at the business front. What percentage of the income is going back into the business to help market the business? How are you setting aside? If you know you've got a big hire coming down the road, right? For many of you that have been in my classes, you want to set aside at least three months of their income prior to hiring them. You know, some of you are out searching for people right now and you haven't got two nickels to rub together. What are you doing? Set aside the money first because here's what happens. If you hire talent, you darn well better be able to pay them. And I don't care how good they are, they aren't going to move the dial on your business that fast. It's going to take some time. You have to be able to have the fortitude to withstand that dip. If you haven't set money aside to cover that hire, you're not going to be able to do it. And now you've spent all this time to recruit this great person who's now this talented person in your organization. And then two months in, you go to go, yeah, sorry, can't make payroll. You don't get a second shot at that person. You've lost so much credibility with them. They're gone. And they should be. You didn't live up to your end of the bargain. Money works how money works. It's not open to your opinion. We've got to figure out how to spend less than we make. Once we do that, now as we grow what we make, the delta becomes what we can invest with. Whether it be left in the business for the business to invest, or it's brought to your home front, you're an employee of an organization, or your own, own organization. Now I've got that money to invest in. There's tax benefits from doing that. There's all sorts of incentives once we get there, right? We've got it. We've got to first rein in the spending. What is the thing, looking at your checkbook, looking at your, your uh, <clears throat> bank account, that if you look back over the last couple of months, in retrospect, would you say, we didn't need to spend that. We could have done without that. Just do that little exercise and see how much you come up with. Understand that if you come up with $100 a week, if you just came up with $100 a week, that's $400 in a month. That's $5,200 in one year. In three years, I've now got a $15,000 down payment for an investment property. Or I've maxed out my personal IRA. Or, 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 or. There's all sorts of things that get opened up just by something like that. And that's not huge money. No one's going to take responsibility for this other than you. Now, I'm going to talk to the parents in the room real quick, and then I'll let you go. My father probably spent more time trying to teach me to save money than perhaps any other lesson. And what I have come to know is that there are certain lessons that we just have to go out and learn by living. I don't think there's anything he could have done to better prepare me to save money and be fiscally responsible. And I had to go learn it myself. And many of you have had to do the same. Here's what I want to challenge you to do. Don't keep relearning the same lesson. If you had to learn it by falling behind on your taxes for your business, and now you owe $20,000, $40,000, $100,000 in back taxes, 
You learned that lesson on the first $10,000 in taxes. You didn't need to learn it again, right? You got to take these lessons and you got to change. And that's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But the pain from living the lesson should help you change. It's not easy to make these changes. I get it. Just do a simple exercise like I, like I explained. Go look at your bank statement. What could you cut out? Then make a commitment. You know, if you're single, great. Make the commitment to yourself in the mirror. Maybe find an accountability partner. If you're married, definitely do it together. I would encourage you not to try to do that on your own, right? This kind of conversation often will bring a marriage together, not, not pry it apart when you get on the same page. So have that conversation, come to an agreement, say, hey, we're not going out for pizza three times a week anymore. There's going to be all sorts of great benefits that happen when we stop doing that. Or it could be other spending. You know, I coached a guy one time, his alcohol budget for the month was $1,000 a month. And he couldn't pay his taxes. Earning another ten grand a year isn't going to fix that. We got to rein the spending in first. Start the household budget, then move on to the PL for the business, then really focus on growing the delta between what you earn and what you're committed on the spending side. Hopefully, this has been helpful for you. If you ever have questions on the money front, if you want to talk about things, if you want us to address any issues like that, reach out to us, training at knowlsdevelopment.com, and we'll be happy to address it on the podcast. Talk to you next time. Bye bye. 